and I'm here to speak about Abraham. As Auntie Hilda said before, our theme for the year 2021 is living out loud for Christ, just like our new name, LOL for Seed. As Dominion Church youth, we look forward to making sure we are fully living out loud for Christ, as well as through praise, worship, evangelism, discipleship, preaching the word of God like I'm doing today, and winning souls to the kingdom of God. Throughout the Bible, we see great men and women who dedicated their lives to living out loud for Christ. And for this year, we're going to dig deeper and understand the significance of dedicating their lives to obey God, Christ, through their calling. Today, I'll be going through Abraham. Abraham is referred to as the father of all believers because he shows us a perfect example of what faith and obedience means. In Genesis chapter 22, we see Abraham's obedience by faith. When you read this chapter, it is hard to understand how Abraham as a human being and father could have been so bold because God asked him to sacrifice his own son. He tested Abraham and Abraham didn't have any doubt in his head. He just listened to God and he did what God told him to do. When God asked him to offer, his, to offer him to his son Isaac, he did it immediately. He did it without any hesitation. He did it without without asking God, why me? Because all the time, us humans, we ask God, why is it me? Why are you choosing me to like sacrifice my child? Because if any of you, if God told you today, take your son and sacrifice him to me, how many of you will do it immediately and just take your son and sacrifice him? How many of you won't ask God, why me? How many of you won't pray and tell him, I shouldn't, this shouldn't be me. You should take someone else. How many of you will just do it in a heartbeat without thinking, that God is wrong because we know that God is the way, the truth, and the life. As young Christians, we should emulate Abraham's example by responding to God's command. Even when we feel like what he's asking us to requires us to step out of our comfort zone, just like Abraham was willing to offer his only son, who moreover he had got at an old age. So if God asks us, the youth, to go and preach, go preach. Don't think about it. Don't be like, it's not in my comfort zone. I don't want to stand up there and preach to each and every one of these people. Just go do it because ask the Holy Spirit to speak through you because He is the God is the way, the truth, and the life. So He can help you. Don't be, don't be scared. Be like Abraham. Take for an example. Take what I'm saying as an example and don't hesitate. If He tells you to go and preach the Word of God or if He tells you to go and volunteer, not a not us, just the youth, but each and every one of you, all the adults. If he tells you to go take a job, but you're like, it's not in my, I don't feel like I'm going to get it because I don't have the criteria. Go get the job because you, you can do it through God. If he has a path for you, he has a path for you. When God asks us to do something, we should not have any hesitation, as I said, but rather respond quickly, just like Abraham did. Don't think about it. Don't say that, oh my gosh, I need to first do this. Just do it, just like the way God is saying. He gave us his only, he gave his all, his only son to God, which is a perfect example of living out loud for Christ. So we all need to follow Abraham and live out loud for Christ and try to do what, what God tells us to do. Don't hesitate, just listen to him. Abraham believed, also believed in the resurrected God. In the Old Testament, we cannot see why Abraham obeyed God so quickly and boldly. We don't understand why God told him, go take Isaac and go sacrifice him. We don't understand that because we humans, we like us people now, we would hesitate. We would tell God, why me? 
we tell him we would ask him so many questions before we actually do what he asked us to do but Abraham he obeyed God so quickly so boldly he didn't do it with any hesitation and then he got his son and God knew that he had passed the test that he had set for him and as we go into the New Testament we see that Abraham believed in the resurrected God as I open my Bible in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 17 to 19 says by faith Abraham when God tested him offered Isaac as a sacrifice he who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son Abraham reasoned that God would even raise the dead and so in a manner of speaking he did revive receive Isaac back from death by faith Isaac was Jacob and Esau in regard for their future by faith Jacob when he was dying blessed each blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshipped as he learned on the top of his of his staff. So we should all have faith in God, just like Abraham did, just like Isaac did, and just like Jacob did when he blessed each and every one of Joseph's sons. We should all have faith in God. We should all believe that he, as he is a resurrected God. He tests you, but it's because he wants to see if you will obey him. Or if you will just go on and say that, oh no God, I am someone else, I need to do what I need to do, and you won't listen to him. If Abraham had offered Isaac on the altar, slaying him and burning him as an offering to God, and God did not raise him from the dead, then God's word would have been in vain. So God does not let his name be in vain. So don't doubt him because he has a plan. If he made you a promise, he's gonna fulfill that promise. God isn't like many people who don't fulfill their promises. God is a God who will not leave you in vain. Abraham's faith was based upon God's confirmed promise. Abraham could have said, if, I, if God wants Isaac, I will just slay him. God will raise him up for the fulfillment of his promise. He, he didn't think that. He's not like, oh my God, I'm going to go and slay my son because I know that God is going to resurrect him. He did it because he had faith. He knew that God, he knew that God would, would, would resurrect his son. He knew that if he did slay his son, God would have left his promise in vain. And he knew that God would not be able to do that. He had faith in God and he believed in everything that God was telling him. Speaking of Abraham says that God in whom he believed in one gives life to the dead and calls things not being as being. Here we see that Abraham believed in God for two, for two things, for giving life to the dead and for calling things not as being. The birth of Isaac was related to God's, to God calling things not, as, not being as being and his being returned was related to God giving to the dead. Because Abraham had such faith, he obeyed God's commandment immediately. He did what God asked him in a heartbeat. He didn't take time to think and be like, well, he, had, he might have had a lot of questions in his head, but we don't know that. But even, through, even if he had those questions in his head, he still said, God, he, did, he still not, did not doubt God. He did everything God asked him to do. He did not hesitate. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 17 to 19, as I read, it says that when Abraham tried, he offered up Isaac by faith, counting that God was able to rise him even from the dead. From whence he also received him back in a figure as young Christians, we should trust in God's promises with faith. That is, an, it, that is, it is unshakable just like Abraham. We should trust in God. We should have faith in him. We should have faith in him when we're doing our exam. We should call on to him. We should have faith in him when I'm preaching, just like I'm doing right now. I'm having faith in God that whatever I'm saying is 
speaking to each and every one of you on the online church, speaking to each and every one of you who are right here in front of me. Because I know that I have faith in God, that he is going to change each and every one of your lives if you have faith in him too. As young Christians, we should, we should be able to believe that God is able to do the impossible even when we do not see a way out. Just like Abraham was willing to sacrifice his only son whom God had given him at a later age. Abraham didn't have kids until he was old and he was still willing to sacrifice Isaac even though he was old and he hadn't had a son yet. He was just willing to do it because God told him what to do. Abraham believed God when he told him that he would make him the father of all nations. Even when at that point, I tell you about Abraham's spirit. And God did make Abraham the father of all nations and that's why I am able to come and tell you about Abraham's story. Also, acting according to God's revelation, in, a, in, in obeying God by faith, Abraham acted according to God's revelation. Everything Abraham did was absolutely of God. He did everything God asked him. Abraham did not initiate anything nor do anything according to his concept. Nothing was done by, the, by his desire or understanding. He just did it the way God told him to do it. He did not hesitate. He did not doubt God. He did not ask questions. He just did it. We should learn how to be like that. If God tells you to do something, go do it. Go for it. Take the chance because God is going to be there with you. As I said before, God is in your corner. He's not going to leave you alone, each and every one of you. God told Abraham what to do, how to do it, and where to do it. In every aspect of his action in offering Isaac, Abraham acting, acted according to God's revelation and instructions. He did things the way God wanted him to do them. He didn't hesitate. He didn't... He didn't go back and tell Sarah, oh my gosh, God wants me to do that. We don't know what he did. But we know, what we know is that he listened to God and he did everything God asked him with no hesitation. When he went, going to Mount Moriah, the place of God's choice, Abraham went there, the place of God's choice. In Genesis chapter 22, God told Abraham to go into the land of Moriah and offer Isaac up on one of the mountains of which he would tell him. And as you know, Abraham did it. He did not hesitate. He did everything God asked him to do. And before Abraham began his journey, God must have told him which mountain he had chosen. In verse 4, we are told that on the third day, Abraham left up his, lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. Abraham did nothing according to his concept of choice. He did everything according to God's revelation. I know it may seem hard these, these days to just do what God tells us to do because we know that we have the benefit of choice. We know that we are able to do what we want because that's how we're living. But if Abraham is able to do that, we need to live by his example. We need to say that if God tells me that I need to go and volunteer at a certain place, I need to go help that person that I saw on the street last week, go do it. Don't ask him questions because you might not have as much to help that person, but God will give you the much that he, he God will help you with the much that you have to help that person that he has asked you to help. What Abraham did in Genesis chapter 22 is an important seed in the Bible. As it is written in the Bible, Abraham's descendants, the children of Israel, were commanded by God to go three times a year to Mount Moriah to worship God and they're there to offer him their burnt offerings. We have seen that Mount Moriah became became offering became Mount Zion, the very center of the good land. Abraham was able to worship God with a burnt offering in Mount Zion. Eventually, all of us will be able will be on Mount Zion worshiping God. On the one hand, in the church life today, as true descendants of Abraham, we are on Mount Zion. We're worshiping God right now. 
Abraham worshipped him on Mount Moriah, as it was called. And we are worshipping worshiping him right now by praising him, by preaching the word of God and everything that we do to try and get the word of God out there. What Abraham did in chapter 22 was the seed. His descendants, the Israelites, were the development of the seed. And we today are the further development of the seed. God set a seed in Abraham so that it could be sowed in the Israelites and in us too. We all, including Abraham, shall be in the harvest of the seed. We shall all grow in God's in God's name. We shall all be people of God. We shall all try and bring more people of God. We should try and get his name out there. Perhaps one day we shall even shake hands with Abraham on the eternal Mount Zion and say to him, You were the ancient on Mount Zion. We were on the New Testament Mount 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 Zion. And now we're all together here on the internal Mount Zion. Obedience is very important as we emulate. Abraham's example. Once we fully obey God, he will always lead us on the right path, just like he assures us in Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11, that he alone knows the plans that he has for us, plan to give us a hope and a future. As I explained Genesis chapter 22, it says that we should notice how God phrases this. Your only son, the only legitimate son who you love, is not that Abraham does not love his other son, Ishmael, but Isaac is the son of promise, the son of his old age, a very special son. God is tender in his phrasing, for what he commands Abraham to do foreshadows Christ's own sacrifice later and, so, and has so special meaning to God. There was absolutely nothing wrong in Abraham loving Isaac deeply, as long as he did not worship him. These days, God gives us wealth. We forget about God and we worship the wealth. He gives us money or anything. He gives us things that we love and we worship it instead of remembering that he is the one who enabled us to get all of that. God tells Abraham to go to the land of Moriah. He promises to tell him exactly which peak he should ascend. Moriah refers to an area of land in which is now Jerusalem that contains several mountains or small peaks. Abraham lived in Beersheba, more than 40 miles from Moriah. God tell, also tells him to sacrifice Isaac as a burnt offering, and he doesn't. As I have mentioned before, and I will keep on mentoring, he did it without hesitation. You should all do everything, everything that God asks you to do. Go and do it with hesitation. Don't stop and think about how he, this is going to ruin your life or something like that, because God has a plan, and he knows it's not going to ruin your life. We can only imagine the thoughts that must have raised through Abraham's mind. How can the promise must be fulfilled if Isaac is dead? Is this not human sacrifice, such as was practiced by the heathen nations? Would this not be murder? How will it look to Sarah, his servants, the Egyptians, and others? Even so, with all these thoughts in his mind, that we, he still obeyed God. You may have thousands of thoughts, thousands of doubt, but you should obey God. Things may seem tough now, but God is doing it for a plan. In Genesis chapter 22, verse 3, Abraham shows no hesitation in obeying God's order. Order. He does not try to stall, but instead he rose early in the morning, and this is mind-boggling. There was a man who understood his position relative to God. Though Abraham was a great man, he was just a man. He fully appreciated who and what God is. He is God. He knew that God is the way, the truth, and the life. He appreciated God because God helped him turn from Haran to a Christian. God changed his, basically changed his life. God gave him a son. God made him the father of all nations that we are talking about now. And he must be up there smiling that we are able to talk about him as the father of our nation because Abraham is the father of all nations. He is my descendant and I accept it. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 9 to 10, 
Abraham left your, you are by faith. And it was also by faith that Abraham left Haran, as I mentioned, because he was a Muslim before and he turned into Christ. So if Abraham can do that, if God can help him, we can help God to get other people to turn and to, be, and to come into him. He's sojourned in the promised land by faith as well. Nowhere does it say how Abraham knew that Canaan was where he was to remain or even that it was indeed the land of promise. We will pursue how he knew in a later article. We are told that despite becoming quite wealthy and with the ex ex exception of a burial place for Sarah and himself, never owning a piece of land, he lived the entire time in tents and the Canaanites lived in the land with him. So Abraham was not rich. He did not have a mansion. He did not have the newest car, the newest phone, but he was still able to worship God. It doesn't matter if you're rich. It doesn't matter if you're poor because you can still worship God. It doesn't matter what you have, that doesn't make you any much better because Abraham had God. As long as you have God, you don't have to have the biggest, the newest phone, the biggest house that is out there. But if you have God, if you have faith, you can be wealthy. In Genesis chapter 13 to 2 and 23, verse 1 to 20, this establishes another general pattern for his faithful children. In every sense of the world, he was a pilgrim. No matter where he lived, or what were his economic circumstances. He purchased no land. He never even built a house. He didn't have a house. He stayed in tents with the Ken in the Canaanites that lived in the land with him. But he was still able to worship God. So who you, if you have a house, if you live in an apartment, why can't you worship God? If, if you are rich, if you have nothing, why can't you worship God? Because there are people who have nothing, but they're still able to worship God. Because if, if you are privileged enough to have each and everything, to wear clothes, to have where to go home, then why can't you worship God? Beyond this, the Bible reveals little social interaction with others outside of his family, so we don't really know except for a league made with his nearest neighbors. Abraham made no alliances nor took any part in the politics or religious of the people of the land. He lived this way for 100 years. Isaac and Jacob shared the same pattern of life. So if they can do that, why can't you? Why can you ask God to help you live a life? If you want the biggest house, have the biggest house. Ask God for it. But remember that God helped, because God chose all of us the house. Don't go and show off and bring people and show them that you have the biggest house. Because God shows all of us that we might see that virtually. Abraham's entire post-calling life was engaged in living by faith, focused on maintaining his relationship with God. We should, we should strive to maintain our relationship with God, not strive to get a big house or strive to get the newest shoe or the newest phone, but strive to build a relationship with God. Because without God, you wouldn't have all of that. He truly was in the world, but not of it. So if you, sh you should be in this, in this earthly world, but you should also be in the world of God. Because there's earthly things that can turn you out of the way of God, but you should stay in it because that's what Abraham did. There was everyone who had their own religion, their own political views, but he stayed in their world, but he had his own world with God. He did not cultivate its friendship, but use it as a necessity required. Though in a guarded way, least he should in some way abuse his privileges with God. As youth, even when we are faced with temptations, we should always try and maintain a good relationship with God because no one is perfect. I, can't, I don't expect each and every one to, to live exactly like Abraham did, but take examples. Try and live your life in that way. As, as with a good relationship with God, just like Abraham did, through obedience. In conclusion, Abraham is the father of all believers. He's my father, he's my descendant. He was a perfect example of what faith looks like. As youth, we should true, fully believe in God because he will always make a way where there seems to be no way. Abraham is 
Abraham is a good example to follow. He really lived out loud for Christ. He built a relationship. He, sac- he, he went to sacrifice his own son. And if we should all try to take an example, because we're not all perfect, we can't exactly live the way he did, but we should take examples. Try and try and try. And, that, and that's the end conclusion of how Abraham is.